Hey friends and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is Dan and I'm glad you're joining us today. We're going to stick to the topic of sin as we have in the past few weeks since we've hit that new year. And this segment is similar to what we did in episode 36 where we broke down the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so today we're going to discuss more in detail a parable of Jesus. This episode is all about the parable of the lost sheep. The verses are in Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and in Luke chapter 15, verses 4 through 7. So I actually like the Luke verses as they're a little more detailed since Luke was a physician and wrote more descriptively. And he writes this according to the ESV. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me! I I found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who will need no repentance. The context around this passage is the Pharisees and scribes, or or, or others (laughs) that were there trying to catch Jesus, we're, we're blaming him for eating and, and hanging out with people that they called sinners. Jesus had tax collectors and prostitutes and many others that were followers, okay? But, but he accepted them. And he, he wanted them to follow him. He wants everybody to follow him. And his goal here is to explain that everyone is welcome to the table. And the Pharisees, although they thought they were righteous, were actually ones that were also lost sheep on the same playing field, if you will, as those they called sinners. They, of course, thought they were the 99 righteous ones. If we are to act as Jesus did and ask ourselves that that old adage, what would Jesus do? We should and would care about all of mankind to ensure that they don't slip into death and destruction. We're all meant to follow God because we came from God. We're all meant to live for eternity but we almost always become lost sheep in some form. That one sheep, as described in the parable, has gone astray and walked away from eternal life to dig into the pleasures of the world. It it started eating different type of grasses, even though it had the best grass ever in Jesus and in God. It saw other greener grass, tastier grass they thought was tastier, and just kept going until they went astray. And the sheep got lost. So in those times in in the Middle East, sheep were used as currency in a form, right? And and they were a way to trade and gain other forms of currency or other resources. And because they were able to give like milk and wool and meat, they were very important animals to shepherds and people. They're very valuable. But they were also easily distracted and can move away from the full flock, hence this sheep-like mentality nowadays where we where people who huddle with certain groups are sometimes called sheep. Okay, it's, it's almost like a negative connotation. But Jesus calls himself the good shepherd who will die for his flock. So we should be sheep for Jesus. There's nothing wrong with being sheep for Jesus because Jesus died for us, right? He was the good shepherd who died for his flock, and it's proven. But why would a shepherd risk the other 99 sheep to go find just one? He leaves them in the open country, he says. Why? Well, that's how valuable we are to God. The shepherd, of course, is God in this situation. But notice this other one big portion. We, as the sheep, 
sometimes get so caught up with trying to change others, other sheep, and even manipulate them to follow Christ. And not only does God want to find his lost sheep, but he is the one who does it, not us. You notice in this parable, the shepherd in the story, or God, leaves the other sheep. He leaves the other sheep because he trusts and knows those sheep so well, and he knows they won't go astray. Those sheep love the shepherd and follow the shepherd. He's the one that goes out to find the sheep, and keep this in mind. God is the only one who can change hearts, not us. We can only focus on ourselves as sheep and continuously following the shepherd. Okay? But, in the same breath, the sheep continue to protect each other in the herd. And they act as sheep do, that all follow God the shepherd. Right? We, we just act like sheep that follow God the shepherd. That's what we do. They don't go astray so that if other sheep or people see these sheep doing so, they'll also want to join that crowd in that herd of sheep. They'll see, wow, that herd of sheep looks like they're wicked happy over there. And they're having a great time. They have this awesome grass. They seem comfortable. They seem protected. And others will want to join. This parable, as with all the other ones, has, has so many different layers and dynamics to it. Not only the fact that we are sheep that are, that are capable of being distracted and that there are distracted sheep out there, but the fact that God is the one who cares so much for that one that he's willing to go out and find it himself. Keep that in mind. Then when he does find that lost sheep, he carries the sheep back on his shoulders. Because when we're broken down from going out and living it up in the world, seeking and never finding, never being satisfied, you know, we, we get exhausted and we get at the bottom of our well-being. And that's where a lot of these, these mental health issues do come from. I know there are clinical ones as well. I will not deny that. But a lot of these, the, the mental strain and stress that we put on ourselves is from, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, worrying, all these different things, going out and seeking ourselves and trying to find ourselves, trying to be the sheep that goes out and finds everything they need to find, even though they have everything right here under God. God has the strength to carry us out of that whole situation with, you guessed it, hope, love, joy, and peace. And then finally, the celebration in heaven is, how do I describe this? Already a rager, <laughs> like not like a, a worldly rager filled with like drugs and like alcohol and like electronic music. I mean, maybe there is electronic music out there. I have no idea. I don't know. I've never been there. But <laughs> it's great. It's fun. It's a great continuous wedding feast, as it's described. And it's a party where we always celebrate the holiest God and celebrate the fact that we already have everything we need and that the grass is really green right under us and we're in comfort and we, we have no fear, we have no pain, nothing. Okay, so we rejoice and heaven rejoices. And the last part of this verse says that they'll rejoice even more than they already are because all 99 sheep and those in heaven are rejoicing and filled with joy, peace, hope, and love, okay? Because that one is not, empathy plays a major role in wanting that for all people. So these other 99 are empathetic. And all others in, in heaven are empathetic. They want everybody to be in heaven to feel the same thing that they're feeling all the time. So, this all in mind, knowing that that lost sheep has been found because they decide to come back after being out in that scary 
open country of things that can't fulfill us, that makes heaven burst into more cheer and rejoicing. Because they are super happy, as is God, of course, that, hey, this person, this sheep, walked away. But then they came back. And now they can rejoice with us. They're also happy that God is happy. Because, ultimately, he doesn't want any of his sheep to go astray. Period. So don't ever worry about God not loving you. If you ever feel that way, if somebody tells you that, it's not true. This God is the only God, the one true God, who seeks you. He will leave the flock to seek you. Contrary to what we have always thought, and honestly what most other religions teach, God actually is a loving father who would never want to see his children go astray, his sheep to go astray. He could easily move on without all of us. He really could. I have 99 sheep. I'm just going to let that one go. He could do that, but he chooses not to. He wants you to remember that. And he wants you to remember that going astray will never fulfill you. And that true joy and happiness is in the flock behind him. Because he will literally search for us. And he literally died for us. And then he literally got resurrected for us to stay with him forever. And that's a fact. So while you're in that flock of the 99, because I know you're one of the 99, right? (laughs) So while you're in that flock of the 99, rejoice. And rejoice with that other flock. and, And just reassure the flock continuously like, wow, this is great being under Christ, right? This is awesome because we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to worry about. We have everything we need and we even have eternal life under the shepherd. So please feel free to reread Matthew chapter 18 verses 12 through 14 or Luke chapter 15 verses 4 through 7 and meditate on what we've talked about today. God is the good shepherd and he will continuously reach out to us to keep us in his flock because he cares about us that much. He doesn't want us to go astray because these things that seem, you know, fun and and great and necessary that God says really are not good for us and they're not really fun, great, and necessary, they'll actually hurt us in the long run or in the short run. And and it'll cause us to try and seek full satisfaction and contentment and we'll never find it out there. Never, we'll never find it in that open country. We need God and we need to follow the good shepherd. So I want to thank you again for joining in. I have a few questions for you, okay? So there are three questions that help you dig deeper into this. Question one, how does the parable of the lost sheep speak to you today or in the season? Are you a lost sheep or are you concerned about a lost sheep? Question two, in what ways do you maybe play both roles of either a lost sheep or a concerned sheep of another sheep? Wow, (laughs) like the number of times I've said sheep today. In what ways do you maybe play both roles of either a lost sheep or a concerned sheep of another sheep? So basically, is there a sin maybe that you keep going back to? Are you seeking other pastures? Or are you continuously concerned about a specific sheep or a couple of sheep? I might have a world record in the number of times I've said sheep in this one episode. Can somebody count for me and then submit it to Guinness? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> but this 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 word sheep is really going to like be stuck in my mind for a couple of weeks and maybe yours too. So I'm sorry. Anyway, question three, how can we continuously follow Christ and be a part of his flock? Finally, I would love to pray over you. Just remember, you are so valuable to God. 
Okay, you are so valuable to God that he is willing to basically drop everything and find you if you go astray, okay? Just keep that in mind. And if you can take a prayer posture now, if it's safe to do so, please do. And let's talk to God. Our Father, you are the good shepherd. We know this. You literally lost your life in in a gruesome way when you came down from heaven and then resurrected for us to not ever lose eternal life. Now we have eternal life always. We see how much you love us because of that. And know that all of us listening today maybe lost sheep or maybe we're concerned sheep, but, but we pray that we find full contentment in your flock. We ask for forgiveness for trying to seek other pastures and ask that you continue to remind us of how good your pastor is. We pray all this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.